Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. Welcome to Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. So this week, Jenny and I wanted to talk about dating, which is kind of a euphemism for what we actually want to talk about, which is sex and double standards and what our grandmas told us not to do in order to get married. <laughs> it's never like a chill conversation. It becomes like a conversation no. about like cultural nuance and and like uh. it can never be a chill I can never be, it can never be chill. Like for me, I, I saw dating from two perspectives growing up because okay. I did high school in Venezuela and I did middle school uh, in the States. Right. And then I did that's college. That's a mind in, fuck. Yeah. It's a mind <laughs> that's fuck. That's a lot. Because in, in middle school, I was like this, like I'm a late bloomer, you know, I like never, I hadn't touched a boy's hand. And then all I kept hearing was like, oh, my God, did you freaking hear Alexis gave Justin a BJ in the school bus? And I'm like, I don't even know what B or J stand for. Um, I am still watching. <laughs> I thought it was like, BJ from like Barney and Friends. I'm like, like BJ? <laughs> she gave him a BJ stuffed plushie from oh God, the show. That. That's so sweet. That's so romantic. <laughs> but like it was so crazy here how romance was gone like there was no romance it was all hooking up even at like the age of 13 i see i see there was but have you seen the show pen 15 i've never oh, related harder to a show because i was the show takes place the same exact year that i was in seventh grade and they're in seventh mm -hmm. grade mm -hmm. and all of their experiences and i think it took me a while to 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 come to the conclusion that the reason why me and my best friend were seen as these like nerds wasn't because we were super smart or like huh, pushing up our glasses and into science. No, we weren't that kind of nerd. We were just nerdy because we were innocent. Mm -hmm. We weren't thinking about puteria at the age of two. Um, like, you know what I mean? There were girls watching Melrose Place and I was still watching the big comfy couch on yeah. PBS and, and, and playing pretend. Playing <laughs> pretend with dolls. I was still playing with dolls. Like, it was just like, yes. I felt like here, um, and I've, I've listened to some podcasts and, and read quite a bit about this because it, it was such a cultural phenomenon to see. And I saw it in college too. The, um, hookup culture being so detached from respect and love and mm -hmm. um, how it was perceived as uh, women being empowered in in some sense. But I never felt like that. I always felt very like disempowered in the hookup culture personally for me 
because yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah. I'm like a very sensitive lady and like I I was just it for me I was just like why would you why would you do that to Justin Alexis why would you give him that <laughs> without like respect and love and care and Mira it, I was the same way I was so I was such a prude in that sense and but it, you know I know prude has a lot of <laughs> negative connotations attached to it but that's what I was called uh mm-hmm. you know because I was also a little sensitive and I was about love and I don't know how you have your Alexis and I had my Gigi who was like I got fingered in the boys locker room um, and I was always like and then oh I got my, my ears pierced I don't know <laughs> like, it was which is like you know if that's what they want to do whatever fine I feel like for children yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like a really complex issue and like if as long as you're <laughs> either going to therapy or talking to your parents about it like I don't care but like it felt like such a pressure to it felt yeah. like sex was synonymous to uh romance or like or it, actually no it wasn't even synonymous it was it replaced romance and then i moved back to venezuela and i was mm-hmm. like i had I, I had war stories do you know what i mean i i was like yo <laughs> i went to a i went to a sleepover and the girls were practicing how to like give oral sex and i freaked out and called my mom and she picked me up like <laughs> And and and, the, and like everyone in my grade was like, yo, that's crazy, because like yes, there's like stuff that goes on, but people are in serious relationships. Like, my friends were in relationships for like two years by the time they were fifteen, and the parents knew each other. And I remember when I had my first boyfriend, it was my uncle's best friend's son and everyone knew each other Mm. and like he came over to my house for dinner and when he came to pick me up he said hello to my mom and it was just like it was like the antithesis of what I saw in middle school which was like oh my god I have a boyfriend my mom doesn't know we don't talk to each other and we just make out once in a while here it's like (laughs) the families converge they speak about their children they connect Mm. the mothers talk sometimes and it, it, it was just such a different experience yeah i mean i my whole experience was just miami Mm -hmm. and miami culture and a lot of girls my age were in a rush to grow up Mm -hmm. it was all about pushing up the tetas and rolling up the skirts and and everyone's touching each other's bbs left and right and and it's you know (laughs) touching each other's bb left and and right Touching each other's peepees. And like, I was so, my, look, I'm gonna be real. My mom never told me what sex was. I would watch wow. all of these telenovelas and im- imagínate, I'm like, if this kid watching telenovelas yet, so it's okay to do that, but not okay to talk about sex. And almost every year, I feel, I would come to my mom and, and ask her, I'm like, so what's sex? And she's, she'll, she'll do this. She's like, what do you think it is? What? Like it's Santa? <laughs> like, what, what is this I- <laughs> mythical creature? Like, there's a very clear explanation. What do you, what do you think it is? <laughs> yeah, I, she, I guess she wanted to test and see if I knew anything. And then I was just so innocent and dumb. Um, I would only go by what I saw in novelas, which was always una mujer en cuerusa in the bed with like a sheet over her chest and you can tell she's maybe naked underneath and that's all I knew right so I would tell my mom well I know you get naked and you go this is how I sound no I sounded deeper than this when I was a kid (laughs) mom can you tell me about sex (laughs) I I love how I give myself this little chipmunk voice I'm like girl please you know you didn't sound like that that's so funny (laughs) but I was like I was like oh you get naked 
And then my mom's like, uh-huh. And then when I had nothing else to give her, she wouldn't go further. She, she'd just say, well, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that seems like you need to know. She a never bit told more. me anything. I don't think in biology books it's like, oh, this is a procreation for humans, naked in bed. That's not what. Bi- that's not biology. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Well, that I didn't you know had what that. a penis looked like until much later because I, again, remember I went to a Christian school. There was no sex education, mm-hmm. so I had not a single clue mm-hmm. what. Uh. uh Anything about my own genitals or anybody's genitals. I was just coasting by. Dude, I... <laughs> I just didn't know what was... Well, in in <laughs> Venezuela, for example, like, um, I I was very lucky because my mom was always very open with me. My, my dad is, like... It, it, they they didn't do the typical thing where it's like, I la hija is this beautiful flower that can be soiled and like, you know, sex is something that you don't no no talky in the housey like no like in my house my mom was like, hey this is what sex is, you know like you're empowered you need to be respected though any questions you can come to me, and I was shocked because wow. so many of my girlfriends had no idea of anything. Mm. And they didn't tell their parents anything. They didn't ask anything. And there was always this pressure to not be, to not be considered una puta. So, and that was the number one. So they would like, if they had boyfriends, they'd hook up, but then they'd be like, no, 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 pero please don't tell anyone. I can't tell my mom. I can't be considered una puta. Like if I'm considered una puta, my life is over. And I'm like, so wait, so what is, it's like the extreme, like on one side, I'm in the, in middle school, it was like, everyone was just hooking up without any consciousness of of what what the repercussions were like you slut you're such a slut slut. and then then in venezuela it was like uh it was like even even when you had a serious relationship and you were in a in respectful of each other and whatever the girls like the girls in my life were still petrified to be considered putas that like Right. Like hu- women's sexuality was not in their hand. Like it wasn't in their hands. It was something perceived by other people. And it was something that other people had control over to tell you what you were and weren't. And it, it yeah. and I remember, I remember being afraid to be considered una puta, like kissing my boyfriend at a birthday party. And I'm like, oh my God, now everyone thinks I'm a hoe. And in retrospect, I'm like, I was the opposite. Really? <laughs> I would lie. Wait, what, what, because what, what, what I mean? felt in, hi- <laughs> in life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo: los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja, y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar: los crujientes y esponjosos ego waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Go. High school. Mira, I didn't lose my virginity until I was like 21. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I I was 
again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sensitive type. I was very much about, I only want to give, even if it was first base, it had to be with someone who I had a relationship with. Wasn't like just some hookup. Like that, that was just me. I was this hopeless romantic. I blame the movie Moulin Rouge. Sue me. <laughs> Which was, um, oh, by the way, just, it, it's a, it's about a brothel, but okay. <laughs> But all you need is love, Joanna. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll um, give that to you. And I, <laughs> but I, yeah, so I had, you know, all these romantic thoughts and I'm like, I'm not going to give just anybody my vajayjay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you, just said you know, going to, imagínate, you go to a private Catholic school, everyone there is super horny and all the guys to me, I thought the only way a guy is going to have any interest in me is if they believe that I am a slut. Um, and that's kind of... Oh my God, that's, <laughs> so the I would lie. Of, that's the opposite of what I saw. That's yeah, crazy. I would say some really nasty things. I would say some nasty things around school and I didn't care. I almost wanted the reputation that I was una putica. Oh my god, shut up. And guys Jay. guys started guys started believing it. Like oh my some of the stuff I can't even say here. It's too explicit. But that's so funny. <laughs> but but you know certain dudes in my school started believing that I was Tú sabes, like, as Easy. my abuela would say, una cualquiera, una mujer de la calle, una whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, easy that I was easy and I was the opposite of easy. Wow. So <laughs> like, you I had like this, I, ide- what an, what an ironic twist because in, in my high school life, like not in my high school specifically, but the, some of the girls I knew from other high schools, specifically like Catholic high schools, like all girls schools, they would have, they would, <laughs> they would, they, I, sw- I'm not making this up. They would literally be like, oh, I'm a virgin. And I'm like, oh, okay, I, I don't really care. And then they're like, yeah, I'm a virgin um, because I've only had anal. And I'm like, that is, it. you just skipped eight steps. Like you went to like <laughs> advanced sex. You went right there. What? And she's Ooh. like, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm still like pure. And I'm like, what a, what, Ay, an, absurd, what an absurd definition for purity, one. And two, <gasps> what? What? are you talking about i mean i think it's so interesting in in both cultures and you had it in your culture that like you you had to be something you weren't to be considered acceptable but for by by the men in my grade yes yeah but then you at home probably had the opposite problem oh yeah i mean my my family was quite the opposite of your family there was a lot of importance placed on virginity. Mm-hmm. Extreme, extreme importance. Uh, to the point that for a while, I was actually waiting till marriage. I would tell all my boyfriends and I would get dumped. I would get dumped immediately. There was one guy that I dated. I think he was my first boyfriend and he tried to finger me in a movie theater. <laughs> and the moment his thumb got near my crotch... I like swatted his hand and he broke up with me a week later at my best friend's quinceañera. I mean, honestly, I, good for you, Jenny. Like, it seems like you were pressured to do something you didn't want to do also in a movie theater. Well, yeah. And then meanwhile, in Venezuela, like 
my first boyfriend, he had to like write me poems and like oh it, it was like gosh. this huge there was this huge impulsive romance. And I don't know what it is about Latino culture. There's a lot of negative stuff about dating in Latino culture, a lot of pressure about women not being perceived as a putas, a lot of like double standards that we want to get into. But like I will say there was this understanding that there is romance. That, like, romance was still important. And I didn't see it amongst my American... Uh, I was going to say co-workers, but, like, I was in school. <laughs> I'm, I'm so old. <laughs> like, there was... Like, I did get poems. I did get, like, flowers sent to me. And, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, I guess I prefer this, but there are problems here because I'm afraid of being considered a whore all the time like that's that was like it was on the in the front of my head all the time I'm like well i can't i can't oh my god what if they think i'm a slut oh my god what if they think i'm a whore what if they, and i remember so much energy oh towards it's so this. much energy i'm it so much exhausting so much. and and i remember it's also like the first word that people think of when they want to when they don't like you like online or whenever it's like women i've been called una puta all the time, it just like if I disagree with someone on the stance of abortion, like do you know what I mean? Or like you're a puta. It's like literally the go-to yeah. word when you don't like a woman or when a woman is despreciable. Here it's bitch, there it's puta, mm -hmm. it's whore, and you know that tells you everything about purity and like how women. Uh, the worst woman is a whore, is what it is, and I'm like really essentially, yeah. She she could do far worse things and. But horrorism is like why the, not? Why not call women the serial epitome. killers? Yeah, why not be like, oh, that's I know, serial killer. I know, and no one. I never see any men call each other hoe and slut and and. Jenny, isn't it bizarre that women? O sea, hasta el sol de hoy, literally today, your value is for a lot of people is predicated on how much sex or if you've had sex. It's it is the most absurd and it's so in contrast I know to yeah. so many of my guy friends who you know I'm not Ugh. saying this is right but when I was 15 a lot of my friends not a lot I'd say a handful of my friends their dads would be like you're 15 I'm gonna call a prostitute and you're gonna have sex with a prostitute because a man you're yeah. a man yeah. now and now you need to have sex with a prostitute and I'm like I'm sorry so you think women are whores who have sex but now you're literally calling a sex worker to have sex with your son so how you mm -hmm. you can't you're eating your cake and having it too honey if you're gonna say no, what are you what, o sea, ubícate en la vida. Como, so now your son is having sex with a sex it's worker bullshit. and and clearly like you you are you commoditize sex and you are in you're incorporating yourself into this economy and then simultaneously you're calling a, a girl mm -hmm. making out with her boyfriend in the corner a whore it's like yeah. Mira, pana, o sea, ubícate en la vida, brother. ¿Qué es eso? No, and, and, and claro, that's like an extreme example, right? But I, I would say the, the usual thing is they'll get condoms for their birthday mm -hmm. or some shit. Or they'll, you know, they'll be encouraged to start dating and to start having sex or go to a strip club. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and these fathers and these male figures get all excited. You know, they're like, hey, hey that's my boy. Yeah going to stick his head in some tetas. Eh? And, but, but especially what, what really grinds my gears is households with uh, men and women, you know, brother, sister. And, you know, that wasn't my household because it's just me and my sister. But 
I I had a lot of friends who had that dynamic mm-hmm. and it was not fucking fair. I mean, here's here's a really great example with a brother and sister dynamic where the brother was always allowed to bring his girlfriend home and into the room, close the door and do whatever the fuck they wanted. No one cared. No one asked questions. They just let him do whatever he wanted because he's a freaking dude. Meanwhile, the sister could not let any boys in. They had to be sitting on the couch like a pair of robots just watching TV with everyone else in the family swarming around them. Yeah. You know, he couldn't even put his arm around her. And even other instances where the sister had a kid with her baby daddy and was still not even allowed to bring the baby daddy over. Even though they had to her uh, room, they had made a biological they had a kid. child. So they we had conclude a she's child not the Virgin together. Mary, you know, she yes, already. And yet that. same rules, same rules, the same rules were applied. And it's it's I, I get my blood boils because it gets me so angry. It does. And I think a lot of this is also rooted in homophobia. I 100% I think agree. that's another reason why a lot of these male figures have such an investment in their son's sex lives. Because they don't want them to be gay. They want to make sure. They yeah. don't want them to be gay. It is. They want to make sure that they're interested in, in, in women. women. Even if it means calling a a, 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 a a sex worker and like making him at the yep. age of 15, which is like, I think That's illegal. messed up. Uh, you know, I think it does have a lot to do with with homophobia. It is this fear that your child isn't macho or man enough. And that is in and of itself also, ex- I mean, that must be exhausting as a boy. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. You know, I, I, I always talk to my mom about her upbringing because she's sort of broke norms left and right in, in how she raised me and how my dad raised me in, in Latin America she was always the mom that my friends would go and ask questions and, and she'd be very honest and um, never shamed me in any way, shape or form. But she said it's because of her upbringing. She got married at 19 mm-hmm. to her first husband because she could not leave the house. She could not do wow. anything. She, My grandma would listen to her phone calls. My mom was consistently berated and 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 judged and and i i got an inkling and a piece of this one time when my my mom had to go on a business trip and my grandma came to quote unquote take care of me i was 16 at the time like i whatever i my brother was staying with we really i did not need my grandma there but she was like give your grandma something to do she'll come take care of you and i i loved my grandma i loved her and she was wonderful she's era cubana también and um, yeah, I remember I was um part of the drama club, and we were, este, we were doing Moliere's Tartuffe, 
and um, I oh got picked my up. Gosh. I got picked up by my my friend's mom. I was dropped off at eight p.m. because of traffic, and I go into my apartment, and my grandmother's sitting there, and she was like, "What were you doing?" And I was like, "I was oh, I was at school, and then I I was um memorizing my dumb ass." lines for some old play no one's gonna like but i like because i like moliere okay i'm a nerd and she's like what what do you think the people who work in this building will think of you coming this late on a wednesday and i was i couldn't i couldn't i didn't understand what she was saying because i my parents would never question me or my decisions or you know like i especially on a school night coming home after working my ass off to be part of a play and she was like I really hope que no estás puteando, that you're not whoring around. And I, that instance, I, it made me feel so dirty and gross wow. and awful and like bad about myself. And I was like, oh my God, my mom lived through this her entire life. No wonder she's Ooh. raising her kid in the complete opposite way. It was shocking to me to, to feel what my mom felt growing up. And a lot of my friends still felt that way getting home from school late or the mom found out found out she had a boyfriend or the dad found out she kissed a boy you know what i mean i will say for me it wasn't as ex- it was never that extreme mm-hmm. for sure i i believe my mom definitely placed a lot of trust in me but again she she did place a lot of importance on virginity and i think it came from a good place you know it my mom again was not controlling in that way like your grandma uh but we would get that talk a lot she would always tell me that men only want to marry virgins that if you start sleeping around or even lose your virginity to one person and then you fall in love with the next guy he's not gonna marry me because (laughs) as we've been saying i am soiled i am i am dirty soy una sucia i'm a i'm just you know, second helping and men want a pure virgin wife. And that is what my, my family led me to believe, which by the way, my dad never cared. Um, (laughs) my dad dad was the opposite of the stereotypical, like, you know, Latino man, uh, you know, wearing the pants and like like, my daughter, my dad was not just listen to your mom. My dad never cared. (laughs) My dad literally never cared because again, my dad was not a virgin (laughs) when he married my mom at a young age. I always questioned that. I'm like, well, why is nobody giving a damn about abuelo and dad? Um, what is it about our vaginas? Like, look, look, it's, it's super dope to have a vagina. You know, it's, it's multifunctional and you know, we, miracles and stuff and great um but coño like tampoco así like this whole like it's a flower i hate it i hate it i hate it well, the whole, it makes me the feel whole, i mean it's it, it, you know going back to like how i first saw an experience not me personally experienced but i first saw sex up close in middle school which was women doing whatever to get boys attention and then mm-hmm. women lying about their sexuality to be perceived as pure both things are the same. It, they're different, but they have the same inherent issue, which is women are n- not being in control of themselves and of their sexuality and doing whatever they feel comfortable doing and and that not affecting their value as a human being. And it's it's such a... Yeah. I wish I could have told my younger self 
that like it doesn't matter what it just it, it, it whatever you do to make yourself feel good and respected and okay about then that's what is okay and no one else's opinion matters it's it's yeah. but it's hard it's hard to when you're being told left and right and that you are you are value your value de- is like a is that of a used car you know like <laughs> i know and it it scares you it scares you and there's also the fear it's kind of the fear that you know people put into you when it comes to santa claus he sees you when you sl- when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake there's, yeah, there's that like same fear that a santa lot of claus. parents there's a virginity like jesus is the virginity santa claus and he's watching and you know he's going to be sorely disappointed in you. So when I did early on make the decision, which I obviously did not follow through with, uh, to wait until marriage, um, God bless you. A lot of it was based on, (laughs) a lot of it was based on religion and I'm going to disappoint God. Oh my goodness. I'm going to disappoint God. And, you know, my mom, you know, she, placed a lot of pride in the fact that she married as a virgin and look that's great for her I think that's beautiful that that she had that with my dad and same with my abuela with her you know with my abuelo but it does I don't think it lessens who I am as a person because I did not wait until marriage that's all Jenny this whole idea of like you know you were talking about you know un hombre no te va a querer whatever like it even goes beyond <laughs> sex like i you know i was petrified by my same grandma because i have a potty mouth like i i, I have i'm like really outspoken yes i'm a little vulgar i'm not yeah cute like i have one um my i have a cousin that is one month older than me and She's really sweet and presented in front of my grandma. I'm not saying she's like this, but she presented in front of my grandma as very sweet and pure and pristine. She's like a badass cool chick. But in front of my grandma, she was just this like sweet whatever. And then I would come along and I'd be like, Coño, este tráfico de mierda, no joda. Coño, que cagada, la política está mal. No joda, que mama huevada. Like, I'd be, like, come, like, guns blazing with, like, crazy opinions and, like, bad words. And one time my grandma, I graduated college with a triple degree. And my grandma took me by the hand. And I was like, oh, my God, my grandma's going to say she's proud of me. Because I fucking, I graduated college with three degrees. This is great. And she was like, mira, mija, te voy a decir algo. If you keep talking the way that you talk. You're never going to marry un hombre de sociedad. I, you know, I, I don't what know. are we going to do if you don't marry a society man? Who the what fuck? are we going to soci- do? A I secret mean, society? What I don't know what that means. What does that mean? What are you talking about? Un hombre de sociedad. Are we in fuck? Bridgerton? Are we in fucking Bridgerton? Do you think my grandma asked me about like what Moliere play I was doing and what I thought about <laughs> like, you know, Italian uh, Italian theater in comparison to French theater or what? No. No, but she just wanted to know if I was a man. virgin or not. And I'm like, I'm way more interesting than my vagina. I, I, my brain is pretty cool. Why don't you ask me pretty, yeah. about that? Lady, no, I love you, you grandma. What, what, que, did, que what did they do? What did they, what a lot of these, yeah, que padre canse, que canse, abuelita, te quiero mucho, pero dude, I hope you're in heaven pero morning, mija, shit. Por favor. <laughs> 
I hope Jesus is like, lady, please. I hope Jesus was like, you were pretty tough on the women in your life. Like, you know, this is and then now she's like my guardian angel and she's like a hyper feminist guardian angel. I like to believe that. Speaking of things we do that our grandmothers think will uh, destroy our reputation, last week I was hungover. And uh, <laughs> I tested Jenny on the different <laughs> words for hangover that exist in Spanish. And you guys sent us a few emails and we wanted to go through some of them with you guys today. A bunch of you sent us this word, which is chuchaki. It's from Ecuador and derived from Quechua. It describes what you feel after chewing on coca leaves. I gotta say, no, I, I think chuchaki sounds too wonderful. Like, it sounds like the opposite of what a hangover sounds like. It's like, oh, my God, let's chuchachi. It sounds like, oh, my God, let's go on a hike. Like, I'm ready to party. I'm ready to chuchachi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Diego from Chile uh, sent us Here we go. de caña, which basically means hollow stick, um, which I guess it's like hangover means... Mm. Which I guess it means that like when you're hungover, you feel like a hollow stick. But the irony is that caña in Venezuelan means alcohol. So I guess oh. for me, what it sounds like is of alcohol. I don't know. I wish mm. this word was weirder, to be honest with you, because it is Chile. But this is pretty tame. <laughs> okay, Chile. It this is. Isn't that weird. Actually, yeah. This isn't that weird. <laughs> Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> and mm. we we got two, I don't know how many German <laughs> listeners we have, but we got two submissions about German words for hangover, and they're both cat-related. One of them is Katted, <laughs> which is just male cat, and then the other one is Katzenjammer, which means, like, a cat wail, like the sound of a cat, like, <laughs> What the fuck are cats I... doing in Germany? We love hearing from you guys. We read your emails. And for this episode, if you guys want to send us what you've heard your grandma or your mom or your grandfather tell you about dating that now seems mm-hmm. ridiculous, please send us an email at hyphenated at pitaya.fm. We absolutely love receiving your emails. And yes, we do, in fact, read every single one of them, even though we don't have time to read all of them out loud on the show. But please keep them coming. I think it's great. You're all like our long lost primos and primas. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.